I am thrilled to have on the line with me Joshua Scharf. Uh, he is he's a numbers guy, and he had a very important piece in uh, Complete Colorado. It's July second. It's Paris. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year. Joshua Scharf, welcome to the Americhicks. Good morning, Kim. How are you? Well, I am good, but should I be good? I'm looking at this piece that you did, and what has happened over at PARA, the Public Employee Retirement Association? That's the um, the retirement plan for public employees. What's going on over there? Last year, uh, PARA saw a return on its investment of minus 3.5%, and that has had some some effects on where we sit on, uh, you know, where, where we sit on, on uh, in terms of balances, what kinds of things have to kick in uh, that, that will hopefully help uh, help keep the keep the program from uh, from getting into continued bad shape. And then, uh, of course, it also, uh, uh, you know, raises some potential yellow flags, uh, given what we may be, you know, at some point, none of us likes to think about this, but at some point, we're going to be heading into a cyclical recession of some kind. The market will reflect that, and then where will we be? You know, where where will we be uh, once the market begins to reflect that as well? Uh, Para uh, has a you know has a fairly diverse portfolio, but one of the things that, that we've been claiming for a while is that for the returns that they get, they've taken on too much volatility. They've taken on too much risk, which which manifests itself in volatility, mm-hmm. and this appears to be this appears to be some evidence of that. That they they if you look at other pension funds uh, that uh, around the country, large and small, that make similar returns, Terra's volatility is among the highest, and this is the kind of thing that happens when you when you invest the way they invested. Well, and they're doing that because um, if I remember right, when I was on city council, they were assuming, I think, an eight percent annual rate of return. I think that they have brought that down just a little bit. But assuming that rate of return, when in actuality they were down 0.3%, that's a big problem from what I can see. Well, I, I, it was it was worse than 0.3%. It was actually it was actually three and a half percent. They were down. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that what what that meant is that they um, they went from having a, a net position, what used to be called net assets, but now in pension uh, fund terminology is called net position, of a little over 40, 53 billion dollars. To a little under fifty billion dollars, right around forty-nine billion dollars, which means that they were down because of that. They were down seven and a half percent in their net position. How is that possible? That you have, you know, that you, you lose three, three and a half percent. You're down seven and a half percent in your net position. The reason for that is that they're underfunded to begin with. So the money that they make on their investments has to do two things. With a well-funded pension program, it only does one thing. It makes up the it helps pay benefits. So you take in a certain amount, add a certain amount in benefits. You you want your money on your investments to, to make up that difference. So you're not doing, in essence, a pay-as-you-go. The whole point of having a pension fund is that the investments will help pay off these obligations. Um, when Para is underfunded, those that investment return has additionally the job of trying to make up uh, trying to make up the difference, trying to get from from being about 60% funded to ideally about 100% funded, and they uh, and 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 so bad years hurt more than good years help, and that's the kind of thing that you're seeing here, where they go from from being um, uh, from from being about a little over sixty percent, maybe sixty three percent funded, to being now back under sixty percent funded. Meaning that that for uh, by their own calculation, assuming a seven and a quarter percent rate of return every year, they have 
they have enough money on hand to cover 60 cents worth of every dollar's worth of, of, of promises that have been made. Okay, so let's talk about these promises. These are promises we have people that have retired that are depending on, you know, what has been promised to them. <clears throat> I would submit to you that compared to people in the private sector, it's, it's a pretty, um, a pretty uh, lucrative in, in many ways. Um, but, but they've been promised that. And then you've got these young, you know, hardworking teachers that are coming in. They're actually putting more into this, they're, and they're being promised that they're going to get X down the road. I, I, I don't know. I'm really concerned about it because people are, are you know, depending on these promises, at some point in time, what's going to happen? Well, what's, uh, what's liable to happen is what you see happening to current retirees, which is, which is part of... Um, Part of a plan that was put in place in, uh, in, in in 2018 to to help Para get out of this problem. One of the things that they did uh, is that should Para fall behind its funding, they, they put in what they believed was a a, a glide path to to getting uh, to being fully funded in in 30 years. Uh, again, you know, volatility generally puts a wrench in those things. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but on on the assumption that you have these nice smooth returns. Uh, that that I, I still think are, are are a little aggressive. By the way, I mean seven and quarter percent is still higher than than most large, most sort of independent examiners of the market. And that, that over long term, you probably expect about six and a half percent, which is about what they've gotten since two thousand. Which so that seems still over that. But let, well, and that seems reasonable to to bring that down even further. But but they're making this assumption that they're going to have seven point two five percent return year over year. Is that what you're say, saying to us? That's what. Yes, exactly. And and even if they do that, uh, or I'm sorry, if they do that, then they would be fully funded in about thirty years or so. So given all of that, uh, if they fall behind the funding schedule, there are some things that happen. Employees contribute more. Employers contribute more. There, it becomes a line item in the state budget, which is, in essence, a, a taxpayer bailout of, of, of PARA. And unfortunately, what happens is the cost of living adjustments, which is one of the few things that the court, one of the few existing benefits that a court will, will, let, uh, will, will let a pension plan adjust, the cost of living adjustments get cut, which means you now have seniors who are already retired. This is for existing retirees who are already retired, have already made all their investment decisions. They've already made all their financial decisions for their lives. They're living in a in, a, in an area, many of them, living in, in the, say, the Denver area, where rents uh, are, are, are increasing, obviously, far above inflation, and they're going to see their cost of living adjustments cut. So, you know, what, that's what will end up happening to, to, uh, to employees down the line is that, you know, the, sooner or later, they're simply not going to be able to see the benefits that, uh, that they've been promised, either that or they have to raise taxes to the point where, where uh, you know, as in other states, people will begin will begin fleeing that kind of a tax burden. Oh, and and then that just is like a snowball once it gets rolling because of, of high taxes and this kind of, I don't know, would you say, and, and you, would you say there's mismanagement or is it just market volatility? What do you think is going on over there at Para? Oh, well, in terms of the rate of return, I don't think, I don't think it's mismanaged in the sense that I think that, that they're doing a poor job picking investments. Uh, they were about in the middle. So, so pension, there are two things to, to bear in mind here. Number one is some of this was an artifact of when they report. They were, their fiscal year closes at the end of the calendar year. Other plans, I went and I looked at, at, at a large database that um, uh, Boston College keeps of these things. And other plans that report at the end of the year, you know, came in somewhere between nearly 0% loss 
and maybe a 6% loss. So Pero was, was about in the middle of that. So uh, remember, part of this is an artifact of stocks doing poorly in the fourth quarter. And so Pero reports in the fourth quarter. Since then, stocks have recovered somewhat. And that will be no doubt what, what, what Pero argues. The problem is they don't actually report investments except at the end of the year. They don't really have that information of, of how they've done in the interim. They don't give quarterly reports on their investments like some pension funds do. They only give the annual reports. So the only real information we have is what they had at the end of the year. Okay. And okay. and we need to we need to bear that in mind that they sort of don't get to uh, they don't get to claim credit for a rebound unless they're willing to actually you know go to the mat and put that on paper and say here's where we are. Got um, it. So I don't think I don't think they're mismanaged uh, by in terms of in terms of investments. I think given the rate of return that they that their investment people have been asked to achieve, I think they have they have therefore taken on risk that is that is uh, detrimental to to the long term health of the fund. Okay, well, hey Joshua Sharf, we're out of time on this, but uh, go to Complete Colorado. Very important piece. Your your pieces are always so well researched and so thoughtful. So again, this is Joshua Sharf. His piece at Complete Colorado is Paris. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year. Thanks so much, Joshua, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Kim.